everybody. Welcome to Life Awakening. Let's talk about it. I am your hostess with mostess, Coach Gally Tammy, out here in beautiful San Diego, California. I just love doing this podcast. You guys have no idea how much I look forward to doing this podcast every week. Uh, I really want to work it out in my schedule where I can do more than one a week, but um, right now, this one time a week is great. It's a great fit for me in my schedule, and I hope you guys are getting some value and really enjoying what it is that uh, I am putting out for you. I was looking at some numbers, and I, like I said, I, me being brand new to the podcast world, I am just super stoked that you guys are like hit and play every week. Like the numbers keep going up. I've got almost 300 listens in just, what is this, uh, since November 5th. So a uh, little over 30 days. And it, it, that's just phenomenal for me. I don't know, you know, what those numbers are supposed to look like, good, better, and different. But to me, that is absolutely amazing. And I just want you guys to know how much I love and appreciate you for doing that just to hear me talk. So yay. Um, you know, last week, we talked about the F words <laughs> that you need for your personal growth. And I went over several F words, um, even most my, my most favorite F word. Uh, but, you know, fear, faith and focus and forgiveness were the primary ones and freedom. But forgiveness and, uh, and focus. And we talked a lot about how to get through the forgiveness because we all have some areas in our life where we know if you are a hundred percent transparent and honest with you, with yourself, you know, beyond a shadow of a doubt that there are people in your life that you are holding on to some unforgiveness. And as I said last week, forgiveness is a decision. It is not an emotion holding on to unforgiveness actually causes trapped emotions, trapped emotions such as betrayal, um, effort unreceived, heartache, uh, anxiety, worry, failure, helplessness, hopelessness, lack of control, low self-esteem, discouragement, rejection, sadness, sorrow, confusion, defensiveness, um, stubbornness. Stubbornness is a huge one caused by uh, unforgiveness. Pride, shame, shock, unworthy, worthlessness, humiliation, overwhelm, blaming, dread, fear. All of those are emotions that can get trapped inside you and have you creating the same type of relationships in your life that's going to require more forgiveness because you haven't forgiveness forgiven in the first place. So, you know, this is just like, like a, a, a quick little recap from last week. Like forgiveness itself does not let the other person off the hook. Okay. So just in case this is the first podcast that you're listening to, um, I want you to know forgiveness does not let the person that offended you or hurt you in some way off the hook. It's letting you off the hook because more than 90% of the time, the person that hurt you, offended you, one, they may not even know that they hurt you or offended you. And so you're sitting here all pissed off and bitching, moaning, groaning and complaining that they did this, that and the other. They don't even know they've gone on with their day, gone on with their life and they're just having a happy day, enjoying their latte or their glass of wine or whatever. And you're sitting here stewing and being angry. So who's the one that's hurting? Holding on to unforgiveness is like holding on to a piece of hot coal and expecting the other person to burn. Drinking some poison and expecting the other person to die. So yeah, that's all I'm, I, I really want to like touch on for the forgiveness part of it. Uh, right now, I'm going to do a whole nother podcast on just forgiveness uh, because there are some advanced uh, forgiveness techniques that you can go through. Uh, forgiveness is not always easy. And I know that. And I, I, I and I'm speaking from personal experience. You know, like I said, if this is your first podcast of mine that you're listening to, like I come from a childhood sexual abuse background, depression where I almost took my own life back in 2009. I was raped by my stepdad when I was 13. Bad relationship after bad relationship going up through my 40s. 
Yeah, I'm 51 now. Like I got a whole list of unforgiveness things that I could rattle off. But the biggest one was my parents. Like both my mother and my father were the ones that sexually abused me starting at age two and a half, three years old. You know, I don't know my biological father. I couldn't tell you what his name is. Don't know where he's at. Don't even know if he's alive and don't even care. Um, my mother passed away five years ago. We just passed the anniversary of her, of her, um, transitioning into the afterlife on December 4th of this year. And, you know, I was really at peace with it because I was able to find forgiveness for her. I was able to give her that gift of forgiveness. I was able to give myself that gift of forgiveness and not only set myself free, set her free and help set the rest of my family free. Like I, I'm the oldest and the only girl. And when they saw me be able to give her that and let her rest in peace and set her free, it just took this big cloud off of our family. And, I, and I'm going to be honest, it wasn't easy. It was not overnight. Because when I first remembered the, the childhood sexual abuse, like I didn't talk to my mom for a couple of years. It took a couple of years just to even start the forgiveness process. Um, and then over the years, it, you know, it, it, it was, I don't want to say that over the years I had forgiven her and then taken it back. She would do more things to cause me to be angry at her and more things to add on top of that for me to have to forgive her for, you know, at, at the age of, I want to say six, seven years old, the, the sexual abuse from my mother and my biological father stopped. So, um, but my mom was two very different people. She was a drug addict. And so she had two different, very different personalities. So there was a lot of stuff going on. Um, and I'm, and, and I'm kind of recapping all of this for you guys, just so you can, um, get kind of get caught up to what I'm going to talk about today. So the best way to learn how to forgive is through two, two avenues. And they really go together. So uh, as you saw, the, the title of this podcast is Prayer Versus Meditation, The Real Truth. So, you know, my Christian family or my, I, I, I don't even want to just like single out Christians, but um, I that's, that's my my status, I guess, uh, I am a Christian. I, I am a God, Jesus follower. Um, but I think this is prevalent in all, all religions of, of Christianity or, or other. Um, but mostly in, in Christianity, uh, a lot of people in the Christian world look at meditation as woo-woo. Like meditating, what are you doing? Like that's because meditation came from India and in another country. It was taboo. And it wasn't something that you were supposed to do if you were a Christian because they didn't understand it. It was different. Prayer, if you grew up in any kind of religious background, is a staple to your spirituality. It's a staple to your connection to God's source, inner being, higher power, whatever it is that you choose to call, call that. So, you know, there's, there's been this, you know, standoff kind of in, in the, I said, I'm just, and I'm just going to talk about Christians because that's the only one that I, that I can speak to from my personal experience. You know, I don't, I don't know that much about some of the other religions and I'm, I'm learning. So I'm really open to anything that you guys uh, want to add to this conversation. I, I would love for you to hit me up on my, uh, on my Facebook page. Uh, the link is in my bio and um, I'm open to, to dialogue and hearing your, your thoughts on this. But this is my belief. Okay. When you pray, you are talking to God. That is your way of communicating with him and telling him 
what it is that you want, what it is that you need, uh, telling him your hurts and your sorrows, giving him your gratitude, your thankfulness and your appreciation and just speaking to him and giving him his praise in whatever way that you see fit in prayer. Okay. Do I feel like prayer is a necessity in your life to give you peace? Absolutely. In whatever religion it is that you practice. I think prayer is a necessity. Something that I do regularly. I I have talks with God every day. Um, It is, it is a part of my grounding and in my, my spiritual power that I have within me. Now I, I, I said, Prayer versus meditation, the real truth, because I don't think there's a versus. I don't think they should be at odds. They actually work together. And if you can learn to meditate, and I'm going to explain what meditation does here in just a second. If you can learn to meditate and you add prayer with your meditation, you will change your life in ways that I can't even like put into words for you. I mean, I can't, I can, I can share my story about how it changed my story and what I've been able to accomplish by adding meditation to my regular prayer. And I'll get to that here in just a second. So meditation is, if you don't know, it's all meditation is, it is quieting your mind or like, or I like to say silencing your monkey mind, <laughs> You know, as I said in a previous podcast, in the do you think about what you think about, on average, every person thinks roughly 60,000 thoughts a day, 60,000 plus thoughts a day. And the average person, 75% of those 60,000 thoughts are negative. So if you just had 60,000 thoughts and 75% of those were negative, that means you were thinking 45,000 negative thoughts a day. Look at that math. That means you're only having 15,000 positive thoughts go through your head on average. I don't know about you, but that is not a good way to live. I have been in that world. And actually, I want to say that, and I said this on a previous podcast, you know, when I was looking back at my Facebook post on my memories it was easy for me to have 50 to 1, maybe 50 to 2 negative post to positive post where you saw just a little glimmer of light, like she might have some God in her somewhere, maybe (laughs) try to fan that flame quick. (laughs) You know, maybe it'll grow. (laughs) I was in a really bad spot for a really long time. So if you want to change that ratio 60,000 to 45 and 45,000 of them are negative. If you want to change that ratio, you have to be able to silence your monkey mind. You have to be able to stop all of those negative thoughts. As I said in a previous podcast, there's three ways to stop the negative momentum of the thoughts that are running through your head. One is go to sleep. Two is through meditation. Three is you die. In all three cases, all momentum stops. Good, bad, or indifferent. (laughs) Me personally, I would prefer that you not die. I would prefer that you live and choose either meditation or sleep. Um, You know, sometimes it's hard to catch a nap in the middle of the day. You know, we're all adults. We have to work, you know, eight, ten hours a day to bring home the bread and take care of our family and this, that, and the other. So it's difficult to lay down and take a nap in the middle of the day. So meditation, you, if you can silence your mind for just 15 minutes in the day, you can catch, you get a 15 minute break at work. One in the morning, one in the afternoon, plus you get a 30 minute or an hour lunch break. You, you can, you can get that 15 minutes in. So that 15 minutes stops all negative momentum. Okay. So that's a bonus. If you think about that, okay, if I can stop all this negative momentum in that 15 minute span, when I do my meditation, yay. So now when I come out of that meditation, my focus is on positive things, period. 
whether that's listening to your favorite music, whether that's, you know, writing in your journal, whether that's watching your favorite show, listening to your favorite life awakening podcast, (laughs) whatever that looks like to give you a smile and keep you on the positive side of things. Okay. There's lots of guided meditations. If you're not sure how to get started on meditating, lots of guided meditations that you can find on YouTube. You can also go to Omvana is an app by Mind Valley. They have a lot of guided meditations that are free. It's a free app um, that you can use the guided meditations on there. Uh, Vision or Vision, I think is how he pronounces his name. Um, I bought one of their programs, their personal development programs, uh, and have learned a lot about how he learned his meditation and does an advanced meditation. And uh, he calls it a six phase meditation. And I tell you, when I incorporated the six phases that he does, it changed my whole meditation life. But today we're just going to talk about basic meditation. Okay. Um, his six phases in the Omvana. You can find it on YouTube. It's free everywhere. Um, he openly shares it. So uh, I'm not, you know, talking about anything that he's not giving away for free. So uh, in order to meditate and learn how to silence your mind, um, when I first started attempting meditation and learning how to do it, when I, when I first started doing meditation, it was really prayer for me. I called it one and the same, and it's definitely two very different things. Meditation is silencing your mind. Prayer is talking to God. Okay? So in order to silence your mind, you have to get all of the thoughts to be quiet. And this is what, the way I learned how to do it, I call it confronting silence. And you can do it in baby steps. And I learned this actually in my personal development company that I'm part of um, called Best Life Creation Society. Um, It was a class that they taught called, uh, it was actually just called a confront class. And their purpose at that point in time was not about teaching you how to meditate. It was just about confronting things in your life that made you uncomfortable so that you could stand in your power and not have a problem with it. You know what I mean? Not, not, what's the best way to say that? Uh, Where you're running your life and not letting life run you. I think that's the best way to to describe it. So one of the exercises that we did would be you sat in the floor or in a chair, wherever you could be comfortable, and you find one thing right in front of you in your room, wherever you were sitting, if it was living room, bedroom, whatever, um, set something up if you want to, find something to stare at, okay? Um, A candle is a really good idea. to stare at, you stare at the flames and flicker. And I guarantee you, most of you, if you think about it, have you ever had one of those times where you just kind of like stared off into nothingness and you remember thinking nothing and you were just kind of like in that daydream state where nothing was going through your mind? That's a meditation, guys. You silenced your mind. When you're getting ready to go to sleep at night and you're trying to get up and you're, you know, getting all the 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 sentences or phrases or thoughts in your head to be quiet so you can go to sleep. That's meditation. You're forcing your mind to be quiet. So you've done it. You've just not, you really didn't know that's what you were doing and you haven't put it into practice. So you can do it, I promise. And it's not as hard as a lot of people make it out to be. So let's say you get a candle, you set it in front of you, you light it looking at the flames. Some people like water. If you have like one of those little mini um, water fountains, a lot of folks like listening to running water. uh, And so have the little, the the little fountain or whatever uh, running in front of you. Uh, Turn on ocean sounds on your, uh, on your echo or YouTube or whatever that looks like for you, whatever app you want to use listening to it. I think, um, There's a couple of meditation apps that have that too. So turn that on. And and it's just, 
if you listen to Abraham Hicks, she says, listen to the air conditioner. You want something that is not going to make you think about that sound. You want something that is dull and uninteresting. Okay. So if you've got the flame or listening to the air conditioner or whatever, you're staring at the flame. And so set a timer on your phone and set it for 15 seconds. And I want you to stare at that flame for 15 seconds and not think a thought. No thoughts at all. Now, if you can't make it the whole 15 seconds, start over. Right? When you can make it the whole 15 seconds, your next step is to reset your timer for 15 seconds and close your eyes and think no thought for 15 seconds. You don't make it the whole 15 seconds, then start over. Okay, then your next step is to do it for 30 seconds, eyes open. If you can't do it for 30 seconds, start over until you can do it for 30 seconds. If 15 seconds, if adding 15 seconds to that is too big a jump, then do it for 20 seconds. You know, do it in 10 seconds intervals. Do 10 seconds, eyes open, 10 seconds, eyes closed, 20, you know, 15 seconds, eyes open, 15 seconds, eyes closed, 20 seconds, you know, what, whatever works best for you. There's no wrong way to do this, but I want to make it as easy as possible for you to do it and not be frustrated while you're doing it so that you can see the win. Okay. So if you can make it up to a minute, eyes closed, minute, eyes open, you've just meditated for two minutes, not including all the seconds that it took you to add up to the one minute. You just meditated. Super simple. You just want your mind to be quiet. Meditation is when you quiet your mind, that's where you get to listen for what God has to tell you. Like, and I think I'm 99% sure I said this in my first podcast, no, my second podcast, uh, The Pure, Pure Potential Inside You, where I talk about meditating is your mind would be equal to a still quiet pond. Your mind, not in meditation with the 60,000 plus thoughts a day, is like a thrashing ocean. So if you're in meditation and God whispers to you, it's like him throwing a rock across a still pond and you see the ripples you can hear the ripples. You can hear what he says. But if you're having those 60,000 plus thoughts, it's a thrashing ocean. He could throw an empire state building into that ocean and you wouldn't hear a thing. It says in the Bible, be quiet, uh, be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. He's telling you right there to meditate. Jesus himself meditated on a regular basis. That's what he did. So I don't know why people think it's so like crazy to, to want to meditate. Um, I love meditation. It took me a little while. Um, once I learned the hang of it and learned what it was that I was doing and how powerful it could be, I regularly get to that floating feeling where my head bobs and my body's just relaxed. My breathing gets really shallow. Um, just those quick little breaths, like a baby breathing when it's asleep. That's where I'm at. And my mind is completely silent. And then when I come out of my meditation, I get all these downloads of ideas. Do this, do this, do this, do this. Sometimes I don't get anything right away out of my meditation. When I come out of my meditation, sometimes I'll be out and about fixing to do something and I get this really strong impulse to go here and it's somewhere that I wouldn't have thought to go and I was like well I just I'm gonna go that's you know that's your angels God source higher power inner being that's his way of talking to you and trying to lead you to a destination where you're supposed to meet somebody talk to somebody that's going to get you to the destination it is that you want to go that's the whole purpose of the meditation is to quiet your mind so that your 
mind is still so your soul is still and it's quiet so that you can feel those impulses so you can get back in alignment and get back in touch with with him or her some people believe that God is a girl um so what, whatever that looks like but that's the way to do that so when you pray and I pray first thing in the morning. Um, sometimes I pray at night as I go to sleep. Sometimes I do both. Um, there's times when I'm walking around during the day and I'm having a regular conversation with God. Um, I'm very God-centered. I'm very uh, connected. I'm very um, grounded. Uh, and I know a lot of people may question that because I talk the way that I talk, but he made me this way. It makes me, I, I, it, it is what it is. But I have, I, I am a messenger. I have a, I have a gift, uh, several gifts, but, uh, one of them is, you know, I, I'm a messenger. He sends messages through me to people. And I think that's part of the gift of doing this podcast as part of the gift of being able to write and, uh, be an author. I think it is also part of the gift of me being a life coach and a personal trainer, and it's the gift of helping people and being able to communicate, you know, being able to communicate on whoever's level that I need to communicate on uh, to, to make that connection with them and uh, to have the, chem- the chemistry and to be able to earn their trust and respect in order to give them whatever that message is. Um, my best friend, Teresa, she will tell you when I get in focused prayer on something, I, there were times when she, I knew there was a chance that she was in trouble and she needed help. And I couldn't get to her. I didn't know where she was. And the only thing I knew that I could do that would help her was to pray. And I called my other best friend, Tanya, who lives in Atlanta. Hey, Tanya, if you're listening. Um, called her, she's a prayer warrior, and called her sister Charmaine, and the three of us got on the phone, and we did a, a connected prayer over Teresa right then, and then each of us set a time to pray for her for the next seven days, and all three of us prayed at that exact same time together. We weren't on the phone, but we prayed at that exact same time for her together, and um, she was in Tampa, she was in a very abusive relationship and we needed to get her out of there. And in less than those seven days, she was back home in Minnesota with her family and she was safe. So prayer works and, you know, it's, it, they, it was God's doing. I just sent, I, I was just one of the prayer warriors to help send the message that she needed help. And you know, there's been other times she'd text me. She's like, are you, have you, were you praying over me at this time? Because I got this message. So a, a prayer is, it is a very big part of my life. And it is, uh, it, I also get a lot of movement with my prayer. Now, when I say, as I said earlier, adding meditation to prayer really changes your life and the results it is that you get from what it is that you want. So like I said, I, I, I look back over my Facebook post and I say, yeah, I'm going to get some meditation before bed. Well, that meditation was prayer. All right. When I learned how to, what I say, confront silence and teach my mind to be quiet on cue, it was much easier to get into the meditation. Right. So I got up to fairly easily. I got up to Five minutes, eyes open, five minutes, eyes closed. So there's 10 minutes right there. And then I went to Norway on my leadership retreat. And I was regularly doing 15, 15 to 20-ish minutes. Um, I would say back then, half of that time that I was in meditation was getting my, my mind to be quiet. Um, I was, I I had trouble getting my mind to be quiet. Well, when I added listening to ocean sounds, uh, because that's my, that's my piece. I love listening to the ocean crashing of the waves. When I listen to ocean sounds, 
and I go to client, go to silence my mind, I get to that float feeling so much quicker. I'd say less than five minutes. Um, I generally set my timer for 30 because I know it's going to take me three to five minutes to get to that silence part. And I'll feel my head start bobbing and I feel my, my breath get, get slow. And, you know, whenever I feel like coming out of it, I come out of it, it whether it's, you know, 15, 20, 30 minutes, whatever that looks like. Uh, if I know that I'm on a time schedule, I make sure and set the timer, you know, to, to pull me out of it when I'm, when I'm ready. And I feel at peace. I feel awake. I feel alive. And it's a beautiful thing. So just to give you an example of how my life changed when I learned how to do that on a regular basis, like I said, I, I, I practiced with it some while I was still in Atlanta before I drove out here to San Diego. And since I've been here to San Diego, I have really made it a practice to do it regularly. Um, if not every day, every other day, but for a while, I w- especially when I was writing, uh, finishing my book, I meditated every day. And if it wasn't every day, I meditated every day that I wrote. I meditated for 20 minutes before I would sit down to write. And there were some days I meditated for that 20 minutes and I, I had the impulse to go do something else and writing was not it. My whole intention was I'm going to write when I come out of this meditation and I wasn't feeling it and I followed my intuition and I didn't write. But on the days that I came out of that meditation, the words were just flowing effortlessly. And I mean, I, I went back. There was one part of my book that I was writing. I don't remember writing it. I was so in flow with the downloads coming, I was talking about how I had just packed up my car and I was leaving Atlanta, headed to Birmingham for the last time. My kids lived in Birmingham. I live in Atlanta. So that was a, that was a stretch of road that I traveled every month, sometimes twice a month to go see my kids and my grandkids. And so I was writing that, that section about the feelings and the thoughts that were running through my head about, you know, I had just been in this town for the, since 2011 or for the last six years. When I came there, I knew one person and I, and I didn't know what I was going to do, but I knew I needed change and I knew I needed to save my life. And that seemed to be the best option for me at that time. I didn't know if I could do it, but I, I knew that it was better than what I had. And I accomplished everything I had set out to do and so much more and just the words that flowed out of my, out of my thoughts and, and into my laptop about that whole experience and what I thought as I was driving down the road and, and the tears running down my face as I was saying goodbye to a life and saying hello to something new and moving to a town where I knew nobody. But it was so eloquent and so perfect. And like I said, I don't remember. I mean, I remember sitting at at my computer and I was typing, but I don't remember those words. I don't remember the actual act of typing. I remember coming out of that flow state and going back and reading it and going, holy shit, dude, that is awesome. And I did that. Thank you, God. Like, thank you, source. That was awesome. Can we do more of that? So at that point, I knew that every time I wrote, meditation was the plan. And if I wasn't feeling it when I came out of meditation, I was not writing. So what else has happened that has let me know that meditation is the key to um, my added success with my prayer, with my prayers, this podcast is one, my, my website goes live next week. You know, I, I sold everything I owned and moved across the country. Didn't know a soul, didn't have a job, didn't have anywhere to live and everything's worked out better than I could ever imagine. Like I have more life coaching clients now than I did when I was in Atlanta. 
I only work part-time as a personal trainer, which is great. And all of this stuff is going on and, and like I feel so at peace. My relationships are better. My family relationships are better. My significant other relationships are better. My, my relationship with my, with my kids and my grandkids are better. My friendships are better. Like, I, I don't even know how to put it into words how much better my life is. Like, I, I think my friends wouldn't be a better, would be bread, better people to ask because they knew me then and know me now. And they're just like, do you realize how much you've accomplished in such a short period of time being in California? I mean, just, just the move across country by myself, no net, not knowing nothing and just saying I'm out and I hit the road is probably a midlife crisis type move for most people. And actually I got asked that question. Like, are you going through a midlife crisis? Are you okay? Cause I was 50. Like I had just turned 50 in September and actually I made the decision to move the week before I turned 50. And so when I told everybody that, it was like, Tammy, are you going through a midlife crisis? Are you okay? Like, are you sure this is what you want to do? Like, like, do you have a job? Do you have someone to live? Who, who's out there? Who are you going to see? Like, all of these crazy questions coming up. I'm like, I don't know anybody out there. No, I don't have a job. No, I don't have anywhere to live. I'll figure it out when I get there. What do you mean? You're just going to pack up and leave and you don't have anything figured out? Nope. I got a vision from God. He said, get to San Diego and I'll show you further. I'm sorry, but he created all things. If he tells me I need to get to San Diego and he's going to show me what's next, who am, I argue, who am I to argue with him? Like, that's just 100% honesty. When I was running my life and not listening to his direction, my life didn't turn out so well. Now, I follow my intuition. I follow my inspiration which leads to my intuition, which leads to my inspired action, which leads to success, massive success for me. Even Tony Robbins says prayer and meditation should be part of your everyday life. 15 to 30 minutes in the morning. He does it every day. He's got massive success. He's got, is it 35 businesses or 65 businesses? think it's 65 businesses if I'm not wrong the man runs 65 businesses one man like who in their right mind him you know what I mean now I mean I aspire to be like him as far as like being a success coach uh, life coach personal growth coach whatever you want to call it but I don't want to own 65 businesses I can tell you that now. That's not on, that is not on my goal list. Um, public speaking, books, uh, running workshops, running retreats. That's all in my, that's all on my to-do list. All the things that I will be doing to help more people. But I, I mean, do you hear what I'm saying? Like some of the most prevalent people on the face of this planet they will tell you prayer and meditation are the keys. Steve Jobs went to India and learned about meditation. He'll take like uh, one of the, he believes in the law of attraction, but the meditation, he, what is it? The, oh, there's a book that he uh, recommends something about a yogi. I'll have to look it up. Um, but being able to silence your mind and be able to command your mind to do whatever it is that you want it to do. Um, autobiography of a yogi. That's the name of it. Autobiography of a yogi. He said that book changed his life. He went and spent, I want to say two weeks, maybe two months in India learning from the yogis on how to meditate and why and what was the purpose. 
And, you know, they are some of the most magnificent people that on the face of the planet because they get, they are in constant connection with their God source, higher power, inner being, whatever you want to call it. I mean, if you could have such a strong connection with your inner being, God source, higher power, (laughs) and he could lead your steps, do you believe that your success would be greater or less than great? I'm here to tell you that your success will be magnified a hundred thousand times. I don't know about you. I said, I can only speak from personal experience. When I wasn't connected to God, when I wasn't listening to my intuition, I wasn't listening to my gut instincts and the decisions and stuff that I made that led me down roads that almost took my life. If I had to go back to that or choose the life that I have now where I am completely 100% God-centered and I listen to my intuition and my inspiration and I follow my gut instinct on any and everything and my life has been magnificently blessed. You know, just to to give you a small snippet, and this is in my book when it comes out, Dear Victim, It's Time for Us to Break Up Now, Be Out After the First of the Year. We're we're going through the edit process right now and and proofreading and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, but when I left Atlanta, I had $674 in my pocket. $674 to my name. A couple of gift cards that my clients have given to me. Uh, and so on and so forth. But $674 was what was in my bank account. Okay. The day before I left Atlanta, I went to Signature Automotive, which is the only shop that I, that ever worked on my cars while I was in Atlanta. Uh, Hi, Miss Shirley, if you're listening. (laughs) Uh, They're off Lawrenceville Highway in Atlanta, Georgia. So if you're listening to this in Atlanta and you need a a great car shop, please go see Signature Automotive and and tell them I sent you. Uh, But, you know, I went to go get my oil change and they had just changed another part of my car. I had a 1997 Mitsubishi Eclipse. Um, I was the second owner of the car. She was in great condition. And uh, I just, I love that car. She was, she was awesome. She's very reliable. She was dependable. Never had to worry about anything with her. But they had replaced the part. I don't remember what it was. And for some reason, I was smelling oil. And I've never smelled oil in my car. And so um, that was just a couple of weeks before. So when I went to get the oil change, before I headed out on the road, I told her I was smelling oil. And, you know, if they could just check it out, maybe something wasn't, you know, uh, sealed up the way that it should be. Maybe the, the, what do you call it, the oil filter wasn't screwed on as tight as it should be. I, I don't know. But anyway, I told her to check it out. And so they were, when she came back and she was like, well, we find out what the problem is. And I was like, okay, what is it? She was like, you got a rear main seal leak. And I was like, okay, I know nothing about cars. Can you help us to out? <laughs> like, what does that mean? So basically there's a seal between the transmission and the engine and it's called the rear main seal. Uh, my car, like I say, was a 1997 a lot of the parts had been, you know, the, the hoses and the, all that other stuff had been dry riding because it's just old. Um, and it, they hadn't been replaced. And so I was like, okay, so how much is that going to be to get fixed? And it was going to cost me everything that was in my bank account to get it fixed. And I was like, that's not possible. So is it going to make it across the country? Is it going to make it this, these 2000 miles, 2,500 miles, whatever it is. She was like, we're going to put thicker oil in there. We're going to send you off with uh, six quarts of oil. So every morning when you get up, I need you to check the oil in it. And whenever you stop to get gas, I need you to check the oil in it. But when you get to California, you're going to have to get it addressed relatively quickly. I'm like, okay, cool. You know, my car made it all the way across the country. And she drove like a dream. 
all the way up until the day I sold her in September. When I got to California, I not only had that $674 in my pocket, I had another $600 in my pocket because I had signed up two more life coaching clients, monthly clients that had bought uh, coaching sessions from me on my way across the country. So I doubled my income, my car made it safe and sound. And three days after I got here, I got a phone call for an interview at a gym for that Monday and I got hired on the spot. Lived in a hotel for the first month and then found a roommate. Then got a second roommate because the first one didn't work out. Second roommate didn't work out. Found the third roommate, which is where I'm still at currently, which is a little Filipino family and they are like the best people on the face of the planet. Like we are truly like a family. We eat dinner together. We have a good time. And since I moved into this house, I finished my book, started the podcast. My business is taking off outside of the gym. I cut my hours at the gym and started making more money. Like I got another public speaking event coming up fairly soon. I'll give you more details about that when it's uh, made available to me. But like all of these things happen because I use prayer and meditation together. So I just really wanted to give you the truths behind prayer versus meditation. It's not a versus. It's never been a versus. But because we are fearful of unknown, typically as human beings, we, we instantly get... Uh, fearful of something that we're unsure about before we even ask questions. Questions are a great thing. Find out more information before you let fear take over. Like I said in my last podcast, fear and excitement are kissing cousins. Most of the time that's excitement that you're feeling, but we with just a touch of fear to let you know, hey, this is going to be a little bit uncomfortable, but we're doing this. Lean into the excitement, acknowledge the fear, and march on forward, man. So I hope that you guys really found some value in this podcast. And now that you understand what the difference between prayer and meditation and how they're supposed to be used together. Meditation is making your mind like a still quiet pond instead of a thrashing ocean. God speaking to you through your meditation or even after your meditation is like him throwing a rock across the still quiet pond. You can actually hear him as he says, be still and know that I am God. When you're having those 60,000 plus thoughts and 45,000 of them are negative, he could throw us the Empire State Building into that ocean and you would never hear a thing. I want you to be able to hear him speak to you because he does every day and he wants nothing but the best for you always. So the sooner that you can hear him, the sooner you can start having awesome, more awesome things happen in your life. And the sooner that we can get you believing that you deserve those things, the faster they're going to manifest and come to you. So what I'd like to do is I'm going to finish up this part of the podcast right here. And I'm going to do a separate little segment that is attached to this. And I'm going to do you do a uh, guided meditation for you guys to um, to help you with your learning to meditate. All right. And uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to do the six phase meditation like Vishen does. Uh, you can also, like I said, you can also look it up on his uh, on YouTube or on his Omvana app and uh, get it from there if you like. 
it'll be my first guided meditation, so this should be fun. I uh, hope you guys enjoy it. And if you have any questions, please let me know. Please reach out to me. Feel free to send me a message uh, either through the Anchor app or send an, uh, uh, leave a comment or send a message through Facebook and let me know what you think. I love you guys to the moon. Again, I am just so, so thankful for you guys listening to my podcast every week. I would have never in a million years thought that podcasting was for me. Um, but I love it. And I love being able to give you this guys, give you guys this content every week. So thank you again. Hope you guys have an amazing, amazing week. Christmas is coming up and I hope Santa is as good to you as you deserve. So talk to you soon. Stay tuned. Uh, if you are interested in the guided meditation, you can just hit pause. If you are driving, do not meditate while you drive. That would be a bad combination. Um, please be in a safe place, sitting comfortably and uh, so that you can feel the difference from the meditation. Okay. Have a great night. I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye. This is going to be your guided meditation. If you are driving, please hit pause and come back to this section when you are in a still quiet place. And if you are in a still quiet place, sit down, get comfortable. You can turn on your favorite quiet sound if you like, ocean sounds or air conditioner or whatever that favorite sound of yours is. So right now, I want you to take a big, deep breath. Breathe in for a count of three. Let it out for a count of four. One, two, three, four. And again, big, deep breath. Breathe in. And out. going to count backwards from 25 to 1 and as I'm counting backwards I just want you to listen to the sound of my voice and let your mind go silent you may feel your head bob that's perfectly normal your breathing may get shallow that's perfectly normal 25 picture yourself on a beach mountaintop, whatever feels good to you, your favorite place, 24, 23, feel the sunshine on your face, wind in your hair, 22, 21, 20, 19, Eighteen, seventeen, sixteen, fifteen, fourteen, thirteen, twelve, eleven, ten, nine. As I'm counting down, nice. Long breaths, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Now I want you to imagine this bright, beautiful light coming down from the sky and entering into the top of your 
head. And it's filling your body up with this beautiful, magnificent, iridescent white light. And you see it fill up your head, going down through your throat, filling up your body, all the way down your legs, going down through your arms, out your toes and your fingertips. You just feel connected with the whole universe. You're feeling calm and peaceful and nothing but love on the inside. Now watch that light expand to encompass your whole room. If there's somebody in that room, it's encompassing them too. And you're feeling the connectedness and the joy and the love that it's spreading. And watch it encompass your whole house and everybody that's in it. You're spreading your bright light to everyone that's in your home. Now, watch it encompass your whole neighborhood. Feeling the love and the joy and the connectedness and the positive energy is going out and coming back. And watch it encompass your city and your town, your state, your region. Now watch it cover the whole United States and the world. The whole world is this big glowing ball of white light and you're feeling all the love and connectedness between all of the beings. God's source, your higher power. Now I want you to Take just a moment and feel all the gratitude and thankfulness and appreciation for some of the wonderful things that's happened for you today. Thankful for the car you drive, thankful for your spouse or significant other, thankful for your children. Thankful for your parents, your friends, your family. Thankful for your job, your boss, and your co-workers. Thankful for the food on the table. Thankful for all the people that made it possible to get that food on your table. The farmers that grow the food. The workers that pick it and clean it and get it boxed up for the truck drivers to take it to the grocery store. For all the workers at the grocery store that get it ready and put out on the aisles and the cashiers that check you out every week when you go. Thankful for your barista that made your Starbucks coffee today. you to think of someone that you need to forgive whether that's the waiter that messed up your lunch order today or yesterday give them the grace to say you know I know you were having a bad day and it's okay because in the grand scheme of things it really wasn't that big a deal See them standing in front of you and just say the words, I forgive you. And I want you to have a blessed day. Maybe that someone you need to forgive is you. Maybe you were having a bad day and you snapped at one of your kids or your spouse. Maybe a co-worker. Maybe you need to give yourself some grace. Say, you know what? You're human. 
and I forgive you for having a bad day. It doesn't have to be any kind of great big deal, but that little bit of forgiveness will give you some peace and make you feel better than you can even imagine. Now, what I want you to do is I want you to think about where you'd like to be this time next year. This is just a little bit of visualization for yourself. As humans, we tend to overestimate what we can do in a year and severely underestimate what we can do in three years. So how much money would you like to be making next year? How about in three years? Do you have a big dream that you'd like to start working toward? What does that look like? Who are going to be the people that you're going to be working with? What do they look like? What does your office look like? What kind of people are you going to help? How are you going to give back? Now what I want you to do is that vision that you just had, once you multiply it times five, that's going to take you out to three years. What would your perfect day look like three years from now when that goal becomes a reality? even bigger and better than you can imagine. Think about what time you'd wake up in the morning. Who's going to be waking up beside you? Your husband, boyfriend, girlfriend, wife, significant other. Do you have a housekeeper or a cook that fixes your breakfast for you? Are you living in the same home? Are you a laptop entrepreneur where you get to travel the world and be wherever it is that you want to be in order to work every day? Do you get your prayer and meditation first thing when you wake up? What time do you get to work if you go into an office? What do your meetings look like? Who are the people that are in your life? What time do you come home and have dinner? Take it all the way up to the time till you go to bed and have this phenomenal sleep. Well, you're truly rested when you get up. This next part is my favorite part. This is where you ask God, source, higher power, inner being, for the blessing of your goal and dream, your three-year goal, your one-year goal or vision. Ask him to bless all the people that you forgave in the forgiveness part of it. Ask him to bless all the things that you were grateful for. Ask 
ask him to bless all of the connectedness in the whole entire universe that you started with at the beginning of this meditation. Ask him to bless you and to give you all the tools, strength, vision, peace, faith, focus, and forgiveness that you need to move forward and step into your freedom. That is your birthright to have while you walk this beautiful planet. As I start counting backwards from five, you're gonna start waking up and you're gonna feel refreshed. Four. Starting to feel your heart rate come back up to a normal pace. Your breathing is coming back to normal. Three. Start moving your fingers and your toes. Two. Start stretching. Your eyes are fluttering. And one. You're awake. Hope you have enjoyed this meditation and I will see you guys next week.